Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. All right, welcome to That Gym Girl. I'm so excited that you guys are here and you're taking the time out of your day to better yourself by listening to this pod. Today's episode is just incredible. It is with Meg Sutherland, who I will introduce in a few seconds. But I just want you to know when you're listening to this pod that this is about you. What can you do for yourself to better yourself? I am saying this post a 5.30 boxing class where honestly I didn't want to go, but I pushed through and the hardest thing that I did was getting out of bed. And once I did that, I was just on, like it was game fucking on. And I want you to kill this week. You are so capable and you are so able to have everything you want if you put in the work, okay? Enjoy the rest of the episode. Welcome to That Gym Girl. I am here with the incredible Meg Sutherland. Meg, welcome. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on here. Of course. So exciting. Now, I'm going to do a little intro of you, and you might have to fill in the gaps in case I get this wrong. So Meg Sutherland, she is fitness coach. You studied a bit of nutrition. You're the founder of The Mega Run, and you just are this fitness and health extraordinaire. Wow, that was very good. <laughs> yeah, my, my background is in gymnastics, and then I have more recently gotten into running, um, and I studied my Bachelor in Exercise and Nutrition, so you are correct. Perfect. Where did you study that? Uh, I studied that degree at UQ, and then I started doing physiotherapy at Griffith at the Gold Coast, um, but I didn't complete that. I only did my first year. Yeah. We love a woman with just like educated, all about food. Like that's so great. Um, also, did you just get married? Yes, I did. Wild. <laughs> Everyone thinks it was very spontaneous. It, it wasn't overly spontaneous. It was just more something that I kept private to myself. That's something that's really important to me. So, um, not that I don't like sharing it with my followers, I do definitely now, but he doesn't particularly like photos either, so I think that's why I don't have all that much stuff on my social media of him, but he's, he is the best person I've ever met, so Aww. that's why I'm very good. 
That's so special. I think you're so allowed to. <laughs> um, you're so allowed to have that. Like relationships, especially with your partner, are so intimate. Like you're you're allowed to pick and choose what you share, and I totally respect that. That's awesome. Yes. Well, he could be part of my life, so I think he will be making more of an appearance. <laughs> um. Now I'm gonna get started into basically your journey into fitness and then we're going to shift it over more into running and your mega run or the mega run I guess is better um how did you get into fitness and health and has it always been a major part of your life um well I was a gymnast since I was about three so yes it has always been a big part of my life um and I did high performance gymnastics until I was about 10 and then I made a decision that my academics were really important to me as well and so training the hours that I was training so I was training freaking four hours a day so and I, I was before I was 10 so I was very young oh my god so left gymnastics and uh, focused on my academics and then I got picked up for sports aerobics and I actually was this is an interesting story because my sports aerobics career took me into winning worlds so I ended up being the best in the world at my age group which was really cool um definitely one of the best moments of my life but when I started no one saw where I started and I actually started in the bottom team so I was in the very bottom team in the back row I was so terrible because I still had a lot of gymnastics traits which don't obviously the strength and the flexibility helps you in aerobics but the dance element itself gymnasts are a little bit more stiff than you want to be in aerobics but it's cool to see because everyone just thought I was straight to the top whereas I actually was in the bottom team in the back row doing very bad she was an Um, underdog yeah well I just I just I have always had um my parents have always instilled in me that hard work always pays off so it's something that I've always been good at is just getting my head down and working um and I like to think I've got a pretty good work ethic so yeah, then I did I did aerobics for about six years and finished aerobics when I was about 16, 17 um, to focus on my academics um, and graduated school, um, thought I wanted to be a vet randomly. Um, that's just what I always thought I would be when I was growing up. And then when I got out of school, I didn't think I was smart enough to be one. So I went into my second passion, which was fitness. Um, so that's why I studied the Ben's degree, which is exercise and nutrition. Um, and then when I finished that, I did really well. So I actually got accepted into vet science, but that's a five-year degree out of Gannon. So before doing that, I thought I didn't know if I wanted to go down that line um, just because of the amount of study and the fact that it was out at Gannon. It was very – it was a lot. So instead of going straight out and studying – I decided to go and work in a vet clinic with the receptionist for a year, and it was the best thing I ever did because it allowed me to put that itch of passion to bed almost. So I decided I didn't want to be a vet um, and then didn't have any idea what I wanted to do because I didn't really know how to make a career out of fitness. But I, I the whole time I kept going with my personal fitness journey and just sharing it on, on my Instagram and then... Um, a physio that I knew recommended that I should do physio he said if you're not sure what you're doing it's a great degree solid career and I I was always raised because I was intelligent I thought that I just had to do an academic career and I didn't know a whole lot about business but 
always loved business. I just didn't know how to do it. So kept going with Instagram um, and went and started studying physio. Studied it for a year and everyone in the classroom was so passionate about it. And whilst I love learning about the body, I don't, I didn't have the same level of passion that everyone else in there did. And then around about that time was when I met Will and Will's my husband. They got married. um, Right. He um, he was actually the person that said to me. He just said, well, "If you don't like physio, why are you doing it?" And I just thought, "Oh, what am I? What else am I supposed to do? I have no idea." Um, but he just—he's always had this um, fierce view of you should do what you're passionate about, and if if it's if you are really passionate enough about it, you'll be able to make a. Um, you'll be able to make financial success out of it and also fulfillment because he's a big believer that it doesn't matter how much money you make and obviously I feel the same way. Um, if you're not doing what fulfills you, then there's no point in having the money in the first place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it, he challenged my views of what I thought you were supposed to do. Um, and then, so I transitioned into PT after I met him um, and I just decided to defer physio for a year and see how I went with PT. Um, and I loved it, but it, it grew old pretty quickly for me. So I continued to go hard with social media and that was when Mega Run started. And so I think I just word vomited a lot, but no. that's when it started. You were made for podcasting, girl. <laughs> you know, maybe I need to do one too. I, I'll just dribble out words the whole time. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I thank you for the whole intro. I genuinely appreciate that. So... What I want to slide into that is you slid in the end of the mega run, but how did how did your love of running come into it? Has that just been something you've done the whole way through your life? or Really good question. Running for me has never been something where I've just thought, oh man, I love running. It's, I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a runner. I just love the fact that you can use running as a tool to develop discipline in your life because it, it teaches you how to be disciplined because you have to practice pushing past the voices that tell you to stop or slow down or not push the distance that you set out to in the first place. And then when you actually practice doing that, so say you get to 4Ks, you're absolutely in the hurt locker and you want to stop. If you can push past that and get to 6Ks, when you finish, you have this additional confidence because you know that you're capable. And I think particularly now in girls and women, a lot of people struggle with confidence because they aren't as confident in what they're capable of. And I think true confidence comes from knowing who you are rather than how you look or what you have or whatever it is. It's it's knowing what you can do and what you know you're capable of doing too. And that's when my real confidence um, came for me. I, I started running in about, I did my first ever spontaneous marathon. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> Hadn't been to all. I'd actually rested for three months um, in advance because I was injured. And my dad was running the marathon, his first ever marathon. And I just thought, man, that would be a dream. I don't know if my dad would ever run another marathon, so I'd love to run one with him. And then so the day before the marathon in 2019, I just registered and ran it the next day. And it was quite a new experience. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it, but I had been listening to a lot of David Goggins and I just thought if he has, if he did 100 miles, his first ever big run, and he was over 100 kilos, I can do a marathon. Yeah. That, that's what I thought about the whole time. 
Um, and I remember hitting about 27 kilometers in the marathon and thinking, holy heck, I have 15 to go. <laughs> How on earth am I going to get this done? Um, but then I met, I met a couple when I was running and they were just really positive about it. He was running with his wife for her first ever marathon. He did marathons professionally. And I just uh, thought, this is what it's about. You, you can definitely do 15 kilometers. It might just take you a little while. And then learning to focus on um, the feeling that you will get at the end, that's what really helps me when I'm running, knowing that I pushed past that hurt locker. And the second thing that I think about is how much I know I will regret it if I stop or I don't finish it. I, I hate not finishing things. Even even in the smallest things, I think what you... Um, you've got me in a rant now. Hey, I'm even, good. Even, okay, even in dishes or when you, you think... Um, I just discipline for me is training yourself to always choose the hard option. So when your mind, you just eat your breakfast and your mind goes, "Oh, I'll do that dish later." No, get up and do the dish right now. Do it because how you do things in a small version on, on a small scale is what you will do on a large scale. So if you start to take those easy options in the small parts of your life, then those small decisions accumulate and then when you go to try and achieve big goals how can you expect to achieve them when you're not practicing that in the short term yeah and yeah and then and then mega run came from um because doing a marathon once off was very hard and it you read it took me under five hours but i think four and a half maybe it was really hard for my first ever marathon but i figured it's five hours of pain and then it's just over so there's that kind of discipline, but then I realize there's a long, long-term discipline as well, which I think most people in today's society, because there is so much instant gratification from Instagram and all those other social media platforms, we're just so used to getting things straight away that no one knows how to build long-term goals. So then I decided for me personally that I wanted to do something every single Sunday that was challenging just to keep myself disciplined. So every Sunday I decide I'm going to run 10Ks at 6 a.m., rain, hail, or shine, whether I'm sick, whatever it is, I'm just going to do it for a year. And then when I started doing that, I found that my weeks started to be more productive because I was training myself not to listen to the voice that of the voice of self-doubt or the voice that tells you to take the easy option. It's funny how doing one little thing in your week that is a non-negotiable, teaches you how to do that for the rest of your life as well. And then that was when I met Will and he said, uh, you need to share this with other people. And yeah. I just thought, no one else on the Gold Coast is going to want to run at 6 a.m. on a Sunday. But turns out there is a lot of people who definitely do. Yeah. And then that's, he was a big driving force in um, giving me, backing me enough to do that as well. And it, it was really cool. It's cool that that's our love story, I guess, in a weird way, but... Yeah, he was definitely the person in, the, in in my corner just going, you got this, you got this, keep going, it's all good. Um, and in fact, the first ever Meg run, no one showed up to. And I, I said, this is a stupid idea, why are we doing it? And he said, no, nah, just have a go next three weekends. And we did it the next weekend and about 16 people showed up. The following weekend it was double and it just kept growing. And I realized the reason why you don't meet like-minded people is because Normally, the people that I would be like-minded with aren't the ones that you would meet on a Saturday night out drinking because they're the ones that are waking up on Sunday and going on adventures and they're the kinds of people that I connect with really well. So giving them a platform to do that and to meet each other and make new friendships is how Megron evolved and I guess why it grew so fast. 
There was another word bomb. <laughs> hey, I'm not against it, girl, so don't even stress. Like, I appreciate and I, I actually genuinely respect your passion for this because you can see a lot of people online and you go, oh, okay, they go to the gym, whatever, like, you know. But with you, I can feel it through the camera and through the audio oh. that you are so excited and even just the way you talk about women and confidence, I just think that's so important and we need more people like you in this world who just know the value of that and also the value of discipline as well thank you you're giving me goosebumps <laughs> yeah it's very nice i'm passionate about it because i used to be quite negative and quite fearful which a lot of people do not believe but i just think that your life and the way that you experience it is purely dependent on you and you can change it you don't have to be that negative person you don't have to be someone who's scared because if you are scared all the time I, I realized that most of the time you miss out. So I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to get to the end of my life and be shown the person that I could have been. I just want to do everything as hard and as much as I can do so that I feel like I've reached my true potential. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. Now, I had a few little aims of today. Um, basically, the aim was to kind of convince me why I should start running. I'm already convinced, so that's fine. You've ticked that off. Um <laughs> I live, I live on the Gold Coast, actually, so I'm thinking I might come down on Sunday, to be honest with you. Come on. Yeah, I will, actually. I'll come down. Um, it's down at Nobby's, hey? Yes. Okay. Yeah. We I... might be changing the location shortly, but you can just jump into the Gold Coast Facebook group and we keep everyone updated on the location. Well, I've said it on the pod now, so it's in set and stone. Now, my first topic was why the fuck would someone run? You've basically annihilated that topic. And you've completely said that it's all about mental health and the strength of your mind. There's obviously the physical benefits of it, you know, like, basically, I've done, I'm a bit of a a science nerd, so I've done a bit of research and it reduces the risk of all causes of death, basically, especially cardiovascular, which makes sense. Um, I'd also then stalked you a little bit, FYI, um, and I think it was in your bio you said um, you run to strengthen your mind. And that makes sense with what you've just said. Can you detail to me or to listeners, what's the hurt locker and what do you do when you hit the hurt locker or you enter it? Okay, well, I think the hurt locker is just when you start to get that little voice in your head. So that changes depending. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. On how you're feeling, you might even get the hurt locker right before you even get to the run because you're getting the voice of self-doubt that says, oh, don't run today or whatever. That's not the hurt locker. I shouldn't actually say that. The hurt locker when you're running is, yeah, when you hit that point, 
you don't you don't want to run any further you're really hurting you feel like you haven't got anything left and david goggins talks a lot about it when you get to that point and you feel like you have to stop that's the point when you're normally only at about 40% of what you can actually do. So it's your mind trying to protect you. And that's what I always think. Your mind's goal, your brain's goal is to protect your body. And it wants to be as comfortable as it can because that's how you protect yourself. But I don't think that is how you achieve your goals or how you progress. You have to really learn to take control of your mind and say, no, I got this. And there would be times when I'm running where I will literally say that out loud. Uh, Actually, that's a good strategy to tell you how to deal with the hurt locker. So there's a few things I would do. First of all, when I hit the hurt locker, I go, okay, if I can push past this, imagine how good I'm going to feel at the end. And I focus on that feeling really strongly. Second thing I do is think about how much I will regret stopping if at the end if I stop because I know that feeling all too well and I don't like it. So I think about that. And then another thing to do is once you start to push through the heart lock, you build this, um, what would you say, almost a history of confidence because you know that you've gotten through it multiple times in previous, so you know you can. But for that, someone that is starting off doing it in the first place, you just got to really know your why. So if you know why you're doing it and you know why you want to push through, for me, it's because I want to see what I'm capable of. I want to build a strong mind. I know what it does for me. Um, And I know that using running to push my capabilities will help me push in the rest of my life as well. And I want to impact as many lives as possible. So I know I've got to keep going hard. Um, But I think if you know exactly why you're doing it, if it's strong enough, then you will always figure out how. I think it's said, can't remember who said it, but he who knows his why can bet almost any how. And I always think of that. Yeah. So if, you, if you're turning up because you're ready to change your life, um, see see how a lot of people um, even are in jobs they don't love and they come to Megan Run, build the confidence in themselves that they can push further than what they thought. And then all of a sudden they have this confidence that, them self-doubting themselves in their life saying oh I could never change careers I you know it's too late I have too many bills I can't they start to go hold on a second I thought I couldn't get through that run so maybe I actually can change my career and maybe I can build a career around what I'm passionate about that's what drives me too because I know the impact that me pushing what it actually that's what my why is I think challenging what seems possible so that people realize more is possible or challenging what people think is 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 impossible so that more people realize that more is possible I completely agree I think people don't realize the capacity of their potential and I think they yeah I I, yeah I think you've just worded it beautifully and I yeah I I completely I'm in awe of what you're saying absolutely to be honest um now we're going to shift over to the mega and you've discussed with how it started um you know, slow start on your first day. That was you and your, your now husband. <laughs> and But now it's literally everywhere. I think it's overseas. Do they have one like overseas in Singapore or something random? Um, there's one in Hitchin, which is in the UK. And then there's three in New Zealand. We used to have a lot more, but I decided to cull them back a little bit so that I could really hone in on the vibe that we wanted to have at all the runs because it grew so fast. I was just saying yes to everyone. And I think it is really important, um, excuse me, for the message that we want to send to people that 
everyone who's leading the locations are so all over the concept and are all inspirational and hardcore people as well because I think that's the best way to lead is by example. So, yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's exciting. Um, Now, you've told me how it comes about. I want to know, as somebody, I'm just, you know, an everyday person, don't really run a lot. I see you on social media. I'm like, oh shit, this mega run looks freaking sick. And then you see all the influencers there who have big names and big followings. You're like, oh shit, this looks really cool. Like, but then the self-doubt sinks in, the lack of confidence sinks in, the I've never run before sinks in. Do people just turn up and how far do they run? How's it, what's it organized like? Yeah. Um, I would love to know how better to get people who are nervous there for the first time because it doesn't matter how many times I've jumped on my story and say, guys, it is for all fitness levels. It doesn't matter how far you run. It's just about you pushing yourself individually and you've got to start somewhere. That It doesn't matter how many times I say it, I still get people turning up all the time saying, I've been wanting to come for six months but I was too nervous and I couldn't do it. But what people don't realize is there are people of all different fitness levels there. And also it's set up in a way that you run, you start in one location, you run out for five kilometers maximum, and then you turn around and run the same track back to the start. So if you only want to, you've never run before and you want to try and run one kilometer, you can start at the start, run off with everyone. At 500 meters, everyone's already spread out, so they're on their path. Turn around and then just come back to the start. And no one knows how far you've run. So it's really, I think, I think for people, they just need to care, try to care less about what other people think and focus more on the fact that if you don't start making change for yourself, then you're signing up, you're signing up yourself, whatever life you're currently living. If you want it bad enough, if you really want to make change, you will start to step out and, and take risks because, um, yeah, I mean, once you start conquering those fears, you get on a roll and then you get this confidence going and you just got to listen to people and other people's experiences who have been there um, and said, damn, I wish I had have come six months ago because I just wasted three months worrying. Worrying is an emotional response to something that hasn't even happened. So why do we spend so much time stressing about things when we don't even know what what is going to what the outcome of it is going to be and most of the time we make it up in our heads um but my response would be write in the facebook groups and see if anyone else has had what their first time experience was um because i've had i've had plenty of people show up and say i'm only going to walk i'm here to walk i didn't want to come And then they've ended up smashing up 4Ks or smashing up 2Ks. And the confidence you can see in them immediately is exactly what makes me want to encourage more people to come for the first time. Yeah, I think um, a lot of people, again, with that hypothetical thing, they create that whole narrative in their head. I'm going to turn up and people are going to judge me and this is going to happen. I'm going to be this. And it just paralyzes them. And it's so great that you're you know, you've got options where it's for beginners and for advanced and whatever, and that there is no judgment. It's a safe space. And I think people need to understand this is a community that's safe and welcoming. Mm. Yeah. I actually, something that has helped me because a lot of people say, Mick, you're so fearless and I'm definitely not fearless. My family used to call me socially awkward. I just hate, I would never have wanted to get up and do a speech at a run, let alone yeah, I, would, I just would never have done that ever. So I would probably wouldn't have even attended a mega run. But 
what um, I was listening to a good podcast the other day. I think Mel Robbins was talking about this concept of fear and excitement are the exact same physiological response in your body. So your body technically can't tell the difference. And so it's up to your mind to make the context around that. So in scenarios where you you are afraid, often we say, oh, man, I'm so scared, I'm panicked, I'm panicking, and then it makes it way worse because then your brain goes, oh, my gosh, we need to fight something, let's go, I'm stressed, whatever it is. But if you just take a second and you go deep breath in and out and then you go, I'm excited, all of a sudden your brain thinks way more positively and it's not panicking, it's not spiralling down. It's just going, okay, it gives context to the reason why I have butterflies in my stomach or my hands are a bit shaky, but I'm excited. And even if you – some that might not work for everyone, but for me it has worked really well. When I'm about to jump out of a skydive plane and I'm really nervous, I just go, yeah, I'm excited. And then all of a sudden it just – it really helps. For me, that's been a great strategy. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. I mean, I'm going to give context to the listeners. That was me before even this interview. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm a bit jittery, a bit nervous. And then you just go, take that deep breath and go, fuck, this is so fucking sick and exciting. And you've got to just yeah. completely manipulate it and ma- mm-hmm. be so conscious of your own thoughts. You consciously yeah. manipulate that thought and make it into the positive. And I completely agree with what you said. Now, in terms of discipline, and I want to shift this to habits. So... How have you been able to create this habit? Do you track it? Do you just have a journal? Is it is it posting it online where you feel that sense of accountability? Or is it just this lifestyle you've created? What habit are you meaning? Sorry? This habit of um, just in general, what I think mostly related to gym. So a lot of people struggle to create, you know, they just kind of, it's like that yo-yo thing where it just kind of gums and goes and kinds of goes. How do you make it into this lifestyle? Um, for me, I'm lucky because I know I have experienced long-term payoffs. So I always think about for gym, for me, I don't go to the gym thinking, of course, it's a great result of gym that you look good. But if, if I don't go to gym for one day, I normally don't end up feeling very good. And I think about it, I'm like, why am I not feeling my normal self? And it's because I haven't gone and got those endorphins. So I know what gym does for me on the inside. I know how it makes me feel because you get endorphins. Um, and yeah, I, I honestly think it's just knowing your why. If you are really, if, if, if the, um, I always think in my head that you either have the burden of discipline or you have the burden of regret. And whenever I think about that, I just think, man, I really don't want to regret anything, and I re- it's so important to keep pushing. Um, and, of course, everyone has those days when they're not feeling their best, but those are the days that you really have to remember to push because most people don't. That's actually something that gets me excited to go to gym too is on the days when I'm feeling tired and I don't want to do it, I go, this is the one that counts. This is the most important one because most people can't push through that, but you can you got it. Let's go. Like it's so much self-talk and no one is going to do it for you. Um, and I think people also get nervous because they think that they're not being real with themselves. If they say, Oh, I'm a positive person or I'm this or I'm that. But at first, when you're trying to change habits, you have to recreate yourself. So don't be afraid to speak positively about yourself. Um, 
Jeez, I'm, I'm really going. But that, that was a, another thing that I realized is so often people talk negatively. Oh, I'm so bad at that. Oh, I'm not a motor, I'm not a gym person. I'm not a morning person. I'm not this, I'm not that. I'm like, well, if you're saying that, you're definitely not going to be it. But if you start to talk those things into your life, I'm a morning person. I love getting up in the morning. This is great. I love going to the gym. I love going for walks. I'm going to get fit. Eventually, your brain figures out a way to make that happen. Yeah. So that would be a big one. That's why affirmations work. You need to believe what you're saying, but um, so be specific with what you're writing. But I, I do do things like journal and read, and I think um, learning from other people's experiences and seeing how regular people have achieved things just by working hard gives you the perspective that you can and makes it a whole lot more achievable in your life. I think people don't try because they see this big outcome up here and they don't realize that that outcome is just the sum of really small steps every single day. Like if you're building a brick wall, one brick every day. That's yeah. my thing. Just and that's why... I think this pod is vital because people will look at you and say the same thing, to be completely frank with you. They'll look at you and be like, oh my God, she's done it so effortlessly. She's just like this incredible human being. And then you're going to turn around and go, actually, I worked like a motherfucker. I was so, so scared. And I, you know, it's it's not this effortless thing that just happened out of nowhere. Yeah. And I do my, I do my best to show people how much work goes into that. I, I, I eat healthy every day. I still enjoy things. I still eat dark chocolate because I love chocolate. But I make those choices because I know that I want the long-term outcome. And I also start to get hooked on that competitiveness of always wanting to choose the harder option. Um, but you just got to get the ball rolling. The hardest part is to start. And then once you're in good habits, actually for someone who really wants to change their life off the back of nothing and is in some really bad habits, you should read this book. Um, Will just read it and has told me about it. It's called Miracle Morning. Okay. And it's about putting the Miracle Morning. It's about putting these five or six habits, sorry, into your morning that set your day up right for the whole rest of your day. And it is life changing. And I think if you can do that, if you do things that are for yourself in the morning, like, for example, exercising, then you're going to make better choices for the rest of your day. So I do really agree with that book. And if you wanted to make some serious change and you had a long way to go, that reading and particularly that book is a really good way to start. Yeah. Well, that comes to the end of the pod, girl. You've just, like, <laughs> annihilated the shit out of this. I think all of my other guests have got this, like, you know, that bar set. Okay. Um, thank, thank you. you. So I actually was nervous. I was nervous that I wasn't going to have anything to say. I think you're good. I think you're actually good. Um, I do like to finish off my pod with um, something a little fun. It's basically what you're grateful for this week. It can be mine. This week is really materialistic, which is a bit bad, but that's okay. Um, but it can be something, you know, deep and meaningful or really not deep and superficial. Um, mine this week is my Kmart $20 puffer vest, which has been keeping the girl warm and I'm just so blessed for it um I know it's so random do you have something that you're just like fuck I'm so grateful for that oh my god yeah definitely I would say I have two things I would say one for my health and having an able body that lets me do amazing things that make me feel good and two for my husband and family because that's the two most important things to me is my health and my family and I always feel grateful for them every day I think my, my puffer vest might be more than, than that, sorry. <laughs> I'm only kidding, I'm only kidding. Um, so 
in terms of what's next for you, we're just annihilating the mega runs and we're just expanding. Is that what's on the cards? Um, yeah, I'm actually working on a few things behind the scenes, so stay tuned. I don't want to give too much away because I don't like to talk about things until they come to fruition, yep. but stay tuned. All right, you heard it here first. Stay tuned for um, Meg. She's out here coming for all y'all. In a good way, in a good way. All right, um, girls, thank you so much, honestly. Like, this pod's just been beyond anything I could have ever imagined it being. Pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. How good was that episode? Honestly, if you guys really liked the episode and you want others to know about it, please feel free to share on all your socials. That is how we grow and how we can get more girls listening to the pod and just empowering themselves and feeling confident. Please tag at that Gym Girl podcast or Angel Wallace Miles. As always, please have a wonderful week and do something for yourself. You deserve it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.